It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 316 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called breathing exercise. It is July 16, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to start off this episode with a thing that the Diablo account on Twitter posted that I found to be endlessly amusing. They have provided a short video of about 25 seconds, and it focuses on the red health globe that you would see at the bottom of your screen if you're playing a Diablo game. They've described it this way. Enjoy this meditative breathing exercise. And it says breathe in and then, you know, the globe is full and then breathe out and it's empty. I think that's how it's going. Let me check the little thing. I think that's what it does, right? So you're supposed to breathe in. Oh, you breathe in and the life comes in and you breathe out and the the health drains out of there. And, you know, when you start, it sounds like, oh, that's kind of nice. And then it speeds up and then it speeds up more. And then it gets faster and faster and faster until you would probably be hyperventilating if you had decided to follow it that quick. And then you have the familiar screen pop up with the red around it that says, you have died. And I just thought it was kind of funny <laughs> because it's a Diablo thing and the whoever's behind the Diablo account really, really, really has captured the essence of the Diablo character or maybe, you know, a a lot of that. And it just sounds like, you know, of course Diablo wants you to die. So here's this and in a sneaky way, making you think you're getting a nice little, you know, meditative breathing exercise. And it's, it's twisted and I love it. And I figure if you play the Diablo games, you're probably into that kind of humor too. As a reminder, season 23 is almost done. And if you're not done, you need to really get moving because it's going to, uh, it's going to be done on the 18th, I believe. I'm trying to find it in the notes here as I skim through it. I've already read about the notes for season 24 in a previous episode, so I'm not going to redo that, but it's, uh, I think, I want to say it's 5.30 p.m. on uh, July 18 that season 23 disappears. So if you're not done yet, uh, you have some time to get it done in. I'm almost done with the Slayer part of it. I have to do a set dungeon and I was having trouble with it. So I don't know how much further I'll get, but I'll give it a try. But just so you know, that's that's all the time you have left for season 23. Season 24 is going to begin on July 23rd at 5 p.m. PDT, CEST, and KST. So there's that. You know, that's the gap in between where you can move all your stuff out of your seasonal stash and keep it or get rid of it and then, you know, get ready for season 24. And speaking of that, there's a whole lot of stuff you can check out if you want to find guides about various things you could possibly do in Season 24. Max Roll's got a couple of things. There's a Hadrig's Gift Greater Rift 20 Season 24 Guide, published, uh, written by Wujio, published on July 14. And that's what it is. It's a fast track to getting your full first six-piece set during the start of a season. 
And it just kind of talks you through what you need to do. They're suggesting um, demon hunters and monks are the big winners here, although none of the sets are really great or part of any meta setup. So, you know, there you go. Uh, it lists each of the sets that are going to be the what I call the freebie set. If you get through chapter two, three, and four of the season journey, you get all of, by, by the time you get through, you get all of the pieces of the freebie set. So uh, that's what they're talking about in this thing. And if you have no idea what class you want to play, you might want to look at this and see which one seems like something you want to try. If you're new to Diablo 3 and you haven't done seasons, or if you've never done seasons, but you've been playing the regular, I guess, version of it forever, this would be a good way to jump into a season. In addition, Max Roll has a whole bunch of stuff about season 24 and there's a group experience meta and i wonder if that is specifically season 24 maybe this is just in general i'm not sure about that one but if you're playing in groups apparently um the content of this article is bird runs flame blades mirror images bell runs lod wave of light monk rat runs with lod necromancers which was the thing for a while uh, combination runs with G.O.D., Demon Hunter, Bomb Crusader, or Mystic Ally Monk, and Whirlwind, Rend, Barbarian Speeds, and then there's a whole strategy for that. There's Ethereal Farming Guide on Max Roll. This one's written by Raxantarax. Oh, and I should say there's more guides, um, like the group experience thing that I just read to you. There's, there's more of those for different types of gameplay. But the Ethereal Farming Guide, uh, written by Raxantarax, and it's... Talking about ethereals, what they are, um, I can see in here, we're, uh, we're following the famous Pokemon slogan, gotta catch them all, because although ethereal items disappear after, the se after season 24, you can keep their transmogs forever if you find all 21 ethereals, three for all seven classes, including the necromancer. And I've been saying gotta catch them all for a while, so I'm really glad that other people are picking up on that, because it sure feels like, you know, where you go hunting for Pokemon if you're outside and you're still playing that game. I'm not anymore, but some people are. And so it made me think about that, you know, with the get all the ethereals, gotta catch them all. And then there's just everything you could possibly want to know about how to obtain ethereals in this guide. Um, there's like strategies in here. There's uh, a snapshot of the chance of a particular class getting an ethereal or chance at an ethereal. And everybody, uh, level 70 farming ethereal chance looks like less than 1% no matter what class you're playing. And it goes on from there. So if you have questions about ethereals, I recommend this guide. In addition, Bloodshed has posted a couple of YouTube videos. One of them is about the Monk, the Season 24 starter build. It's a guide with after patch 2.7.1. So it's the Uliana early build guide, and you can watch that video on YouTube. Everything I talk about in this show is going to be linked into the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com, so you won't miss a thing. You can just go there and click on whatever you happen to want to know more about. Bloodshed also has a YouTube video for the Necromancer starter build, and that one's the Trigool build or the Trigool set this time around. So you can watch that and see if that's something you want to try for Season 24. He's also got a Barbarian Season 24 starter guide, and that one's the Immortal Kings. That is my favorite Barbarian set because I can successfully get that set dungeon completed as opposed to the one that I'm struggling with now in Season 23 that is Wrath of the Wastes. But I'm still going to give it another try before the season runs out. So there's that. And then Wolfcrier. I think many of you have heard of Wolfcrier. Every time a new season starts up, or almost every time a season starts up, 
if not all of them. He has people raising money for Save the Children. That's who they're raising money for this season. And they stream on Twitch. This time around, they're also including not only streamers that are going to play the Diablo 3 new season 24 on Twitch as they raise money, but they're also allowing Path of Exile players to join in too. And the reason for this is, now I haven't played Path of Exile, but it's my understanding that something new is coming out the same day as the season 24 for Diablo 3 so that both groups could raise money and they're looking to do a weekend long money raising thing for Save the Children which is a really good charity and they're going to start July 23rd through July 25th there's some information you can uh, get if you want to take part in that and uh, it's the level with the cause thing that Wolf Crier does. So if that's something you want to do and you're a streamer that's going to stream a whole lot of either Diablo 3 Season 24 or whatever new thing Path of Exile's got going on, this would be a good thing to do for a really good cause. You don't have to, but if you're able to and you want to, this is a good thing to do. The Diablo Immortal account, now, as you may know, the closed alpha for Diablo Immortal has been done for quite some time. There's no word that I'm aware of of a beta or anything else. There may be one, but I don't have anything concrete that says, hey, the beta is about to open because I guess they're just not ready to release that yet. And they, uh, the Diablo Immortal account posted a screenshot from part of, uh, might be West March in Diablo Immortal, and there's a man there standing in the corner of an area up on a balcony or something. like a, It's above ground, and there's some buildings around it. And this guy is named Sherman, and Sherman says, Damn rats haven't settled since the rumble five years back. And this is tagged, Hashtag Sanctuary Gossip. And Diablo Immortal has added good boys and posted three emoji of rats in a row, which is kind of weird and funny and and all this stuff so now i don't know what rumble sherman is talking about off the top of my head i don't remember running into that character when i was in the closed alpha i don't know if he was in there or not honestly but is the rumble an earthquake or is the rumble a bunch of people fighting i'm not sure but it's still just kind of interesting to think about a couple of podcasts, well, one podcast other than this one was released last week. It was West March Workshop episode 213 called Season 24 on Deck. And it was posted about a week ago, six days ago. So probably right after I finished recording the previous episode. And with this one, uh, they're talking about with Season 24 coming up, more D2R testing on the horizon and some interesting little details from the D4 blog. We've still got a lot to cover for Diablo News, and you can check that out on the Westmarch Workshop website or you know, well, it's, it's on blizzpro.com, and you can find it there. Hearthstone to Hell is going on an extended break. Shazam, who's the host of the show and used to be a host of Shattered Soulstone, wrote a tweet on July 11th. He wrote this, The show has to take an extended break. Unfortunately, real-life stuff is forcing me to put in the rest of my time and effort into that. I hope to be back by September if all goes according to plan, if you all care, and then explains. Um, he's got two more tweets in that thread, but I'm going to summarize and say he appears to be one of many people whose landlord is not letting them stay any longer, and I don't think he did anything wrong, probably, because I've seen other people post about their landlords suddenly wanting like a huge increase in rent for who knows why. Um, 
but that hope I'm hoping right now that he's found another place to live and it's one that he's happy with and I'll look forward to seeing Hearthstone to Hell come back on July 13th Blizzard and specifically Diablo uh, part of Blizzard posted a Diablo 2 resurrected technical alpha learnings thing and this has to do with I saw um, I'm gonna guess this is based on feedback from the alpha or or if it was a beta, that one, you know, the Diablo 2 resurrected thing. And there's a couple of things in here that you may want to know about. Um, following the April test, the Diablo 2 resurrected team continues to make significant progress toward getting the game into everyone's hands. Today, we're thrilled to share what we learned from the technical alpha, leading to key visual improvements, quality of life, and accessibility changes, and more. For now, let's explore how your feedback is helping us return you to hell like you've never seen it before. So... They also note it is still in development. Game content discussed in this blog is not final and is subject to change, which is fair because it was a technical alpha. And of course, things can change in between. So with the art, they are improving things with, and I'm not, this is a lot of stuff in here. So, I mean, I'm not going to go over everything. They've got a little graphic here comparing the lightning that the sorceress uses. And they're showing a difference between the original Diablo 2 graphics for that and the Diablo 2 resurrected technical alpha. And then what it looked like after the feedback from the technical alpha. There's a huge improvement after the, you know, after the feedback, it like really rains down a lot of like lightning looking things that do look similar to the original, but it's just, it seems like there's more of the, you know, lightning coming down and things like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, oh, I guess that one's actually an ice storm. So yeah, I guess I didn't read ahead far enough, but still like the Diablo two one, it's got a couple of little like ice things coming down and then the Diablo two resurrected during the technical alpha had small ones just sort of falling down but after the after the feedback it's a it's a lot of giant balls of ice well i don't know about giant but big balls of ice coming down in you know one direction all in a in a specific area which would be good if you can target things with it there's um animation updates in here the speed of the animation when mana and health return to your character now better aligns with the filling of the health and mana globes that's a thing i mean if you used if you use something to give you more mana or health and then you looked at your health globe or your mana globe and it still wasn't full, I think that would be kind of disconcerting. And you'd probably try to do another one if possible. And you know, there you are. They also did icon updates and these are kind of neat. So the color of the scroll gem and potion icons has been amplified to bring out the more brilliant colors, bring more attention to the focus points and add, quali- add clarity to the image. So these were posted on the Diablo uh, account and you can see like they've got little rows of these potions and so the first row is showing Diablo 2 and what it looked like in that game. The second one looks like it's from the technical alpha and they are reminiscent of the first one, but they're a little bit different. So the uh, the feedback from the technical alpha, they've now changed that and it looks a lot more like the original ones, but with updated graphics. Whereas the Diablo 2 during the technical alpha, it just wasn't like, it was close, but it wasn't quite right in my opinion, from looking at the differences. So there's that. And then they've got gems. These are red gems. And it's the same thing. The first line is these like 
cloudy looking almost gems of different sizes in the original and then what they tried to do with the technical alpha and then after that they've enhanced what the gems look like based on feedback from the technical alpha and they look a little better this isn't as dramatic i think as the potions change but it's it just looks nicer in a lot of ways and then there's one with skulls so you can you know look at that and see the differences in those as well some weapons and armor quest items and charm icons have also been given the same touch-ups and treatment and so there's a couple of things to show you there quality of life is pretty interesting in this particular thing this is, uh, I'm going to read you a little bit of that. Quality of life elements reflect a broad range of features designed to make games easier to play without impacting core gameplay. If appropriately implemented, quality of life changes can enrich the game's playability and make it more fun. For Diablo 2 Resurrected, we wanted to streamline this experience without compromising what made the original game memorable. There are so many unique quirks and systems in this game that if modernized would ultimately sabotage the original experience. We adore. So we exercised restraint to protect the authentic experience while also considering player feedback throughout our development process. So for accessibility, here's some things that they've got going on and I think I'm just going to read through them bit by bit. So item names, you can toggle them now. We heard you loud and clear. Now you can choose to have item names be toggled on or off with the press of a button or keep the original press and hold method. We leave it at your discretion. Go to your user interface surf settings to toggle the item names on or off. There's shared stash tab and storage updates. So this is what they wrote about that. And everybody, you know, everybody wants to be able to put more stuff in their stash, right? After careful deliberation, the shared stash will now have three tabs rather than just one. Many players felt one tab wasn't enough. When it comes to a player's personal storage chest, we understand it's serious business. This change will enable players to better organize their loot across three tabs of 100 slots each of storage space and store many more items. And then there's uh, some other stuff in here. There's an auto map improvement. The auto map has always enabled players to better navigate the game by providing a faint overlay of their level by clicking the tab key. We've implemented new assets to improve the readability of the auto map. So that's that's good for you know to make it more clear. And uh, apparently the initial map settings caused some confusion in the technical alpha. Now there will be a single map option with three settings. Those settings will be left minimap, right minimap, and center full screen. And you can enable your preference. There's some other uh, updates in there that are not as uh, not as huge, I think. Um, but you can read the you can read the notes and you know read all the stuff that I'm not reading you right now. The next thing they're going to do it says this August players will be able to experience these latest changes firsthand for a limited time. The gates of hell will reopen, allowing players who pre-ordered Diablo 2 Resurrected to step into Sanctuary in the early access beta. Soon after, all players on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation will also have the chance to confront the demons of the burning hells in the open beta. And they're encouraging people to come in. And um, you'll be able to play between. Uh, you'll be able to choose between five different classes: Amazon, Barbarian, Paladin, Sorceress, and Druid, with access to many unique skills, and cooperatively form a party with up to eight players. And so that's going to be exciting. Now I play on a Mac, so I can't use a PC, but I, I have an Xbox, so I can do it that way. And uh, that'll be kind of fun. And that's going to be. August. It doesn't say what day or what week or exactly when, but this at least shows there's going to be a beta. So that's nice to hear. 
Pure Diablo has some builds as well, and they're talking about Diablo 2 builds. So they have a Diablo 2 Paladin Guide, Build Your Own Zealot, which is kind of a neat title, written by someone named Kitta, K-I-T-T-E-H. I'm hoping that's how it's pronounced. And it's got everything you could possibly want to know. There's a little introduction. There's mechanics of different things that a zealot barbarian, sorry, crusader, <laughs> needs. I, I play a zealot barbarian in a Dungeons and Dragons game and so I got confused but just all this stuff that you need to know about and how it works together and you know everything you'd expect in a guide so that's kind of neat if you want to play a paladin and I think I said crusader yeah it's a Diablo 2 paladin guide let me just clear that up for everybody and as you may know the Diablo account has been collecting art from people who willingly send it to them. There was one where they wanted people to post their artwork of various Diablo and Diablo-like demons. And then they selected at the end of the month from for that project, I guess I'm going to call it. They selected four of them, or three or four of them, that they thought were the very best. Now, after that, they asked for art about angels. And on July 15th, they wrote this. Normally we are adverse to angels, but your art has struck a chord. Look upon the chosen work from June's fan art challenge. And there are four uh, pieces of art here involving angels. Most of them, some of them look like Tyrael. There's one that's done in kind of a pixelated but very nice style. And it's all in like light and dark green with an angel with large wings and holding a sword. There's one that is a drawing possibly done by hand and it looks a lot like the Tyrael that you see holding the big sword and with the flashy wings behind him. There's another that I think might be ethereal because this uh, it's a cosplay and it's the cosplayer seems to have like that you know, cord or what or whatever wrapped around part of the character they're portraying's arm. So I'm thinking maybe ethereal, but it could be one of the other. Yeah, I think it's ethereal. It doesn't really say. And the last one is another drawing of Tyrael on a black background, so you can really see the animation in the wings. And this one kind of reminds me. There was a animated video. I think it was called Wrath, and it had the angels and the demons in it. This art reminds me of that. I don't think it's identical. I don't think they copied, but it's just really detailed and very cool. And if you want to know who all these people, who all these people are that created this art, you can check out that particular tweet from the Diablo account, which of course I'll link to, and you can find all the artists. In addition, we have what I think might be a D4 thing. I'm not sure where this thing comes from. It's not a Diablo 3 thing, so maybe it's a D4 thing. And it's on the Diablo Twitter. It says, Blunderbore Cosplay Guide. And so it says, get the look, as though this was like a fashion layout for spring or summer or something, or back to school. In the middle, you've got this huge creature named Blunderbore, and he's got like... He's sort of an ogre-looking shape. He's carrying a weapon that has bodies connected to it. He's got some kind of chains on him and some other stuff. So to get the look, you've, you've probably seen these, right? Where you've got like a picture of 
like a model wearing a certain uh, certain things and then around the model you'll have like little details about this is where the shirt came from and this is the brand that made it and here's where you can get it and this is what it costs you know that kind of thing um so they have that kind of going around this one and one of them it says heavy duty chain hardware store 18 dollars usd tattered cloth which i think this uh ogre like blunderbore character is wearing on his hips basically and uh so tattered cloth you can get this at dumpster and the cost is your pride <laughs> which i think is funny there's a little bottle that, well i guess i don't know it's like a, a blood bag from a hospital and some vials of blood and describing how to get that it says blood don't ask 75 dollars usd <laughs> which sounds really sketchy. And at the bottom, it says scrap metal side of highway zero USD. So if you want to like, you know, get the look of Blunderbore, you can, here's the way to get started apparently. And some people were joking about people cosplaying as Blunderbore or something like that. Somebody asked the Diablo account, do you provide the quote material for the main part of the weaponry? And that's, you know, the bodies hanging off like the hilt of the sword. And the Diablo account says that you must scavenge. <laughs> it is just like twisted in such a way that I think everybody that plays the Diablo games would dig. It's, it's yeah, it's that kind of humor, you know? And lastly, I have a couple of screenshots of a sim, as in The Sims, and Heather, who's been posting pictures of the shrine she made for her Lilith statue, has decided to incorporate Lilith into The Sims and has been posting images from there, like close-ups about what hairstyle and what kind of makeup and this sort of thing. I think she's done a really good job. It never would have occurred to me to make a Lilith sim. I've played Sims 4 I haven't played in a while. I think I made like three Sims and I based them all on superheroes just for fun. And one of them didn't make it very long. So the other two, I think are, they're still around, but I mean, I got to go back and play that some more. But if you want to take a look at it, she's been messing around with like hairstyles and things like that with the Lilith Sim. And even if, you know, maybe you're not super into Lilith, but it also looks very goth in some cases so that's just kind of a neat thing i think she's doing a great job with that and that's where i'm gonna end the show you have been listening to episode 316 of the shattered soulstone your diablo community podcast missed an episode you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or, or Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening.